We've been like Sid and Nancy for months now. We have some disagreements, but I hardly think I'm Sid Vicious. No, I'm Sid. Oh, so I'm Nancy. That was a clip from the most memorable movie I've ever seen. It was 500 Days of Summer, a romantic comedy directed by Mark Webb. And it really is a good one. But that's not why I remember it so well. I remember it because I watched it outside with 8,000 other people in a beautiful setting. I was at the film festival in Locarno. That's a lakeside city in southern Switzerland, south of the Alps, in the Italian-speaking part of the country. So imagine a giant screen next to pastel-colored buildings dating back to the 700s, and cobblestones covered with row upon row of folding chairs. And then there are palm trees and mountains in the background. It's just stunning. Locarno Film Festival had to go virtual last year, but this year it's happening again under strict guidelines to help prevent the spread of COVID. So that means not quite as many spectators watching open-air films on the Piazza Grande or inside movie theaters. I'm Susan Masika, and this is The Swiss Connection. One of the filmgoers in Locarno this year is a colleague of mine. Eduardo Simantob is in charge of our cultural coverage here at Swiss Info, and he's been telling me what's so special about this festival. Well, uh, Locarno is, we can say, it's the biggest uh, film festival, or the most international film festival of Switzerland. And uh, it's known also as the smallest among the greatest, on par with Cannes, Berlin, and Venice. Um, the difference is that uh, the mo- the main difference is that Locarno is not a star-studded festival. That means you not have like the the greatest or the the newest Hollywood stars uh, present there, but uh, it's a paradise for cinephiles, for the cinema lovers. Uh, the program covers, let's say, geographically the whole world. It spans from uh, Asia to South America, Africa, Europe. One of the films being featured this year is a Hong Kong French co-production directed by Q Jong Jong. In English, it's called A New Old Play. <laughs> This is the description from the festival program. The leading clown role in a renowned theater troupe passes away and is welcomed into the underworld. As he relives his vivid memories one last time before entering the afterlife, 50 years of art, struggle, and love play out against the background of 20th century China's tumultuous history. And you have the opportunity in Locarno to see many films that otherwise would hardly pass 
in your city, in your country. Uh, not just because they are art house films, but uh, because of matters of distribution, etc. Sometimes they just go to, to the main cities or the biggest cities. So Locarno is really a very special uh, experience. And even the, the, the guests who come, uh, they may not be like, as I said, the most uh, incredible Hollywood stars, like you say, in the red carpets in Cannes or in Berlin. But uh, you see uh, many of the most important like independent filmmakers or uh, marginal filmmakers or radical filmmakers, too. Another film playing at Locarno is My Brother's Dream Awake, directed by Claudia Camila from Chile. Here's the synopsis. Two brothers have been incarcerated in a juvenile prison for a year. Despite the difficulties, they've formed a solid group of friends with whom they spend their days sharing dreams of freedom. Everything changes when the arrival of a rebellious young man offers a possible escape the only door to make those dreams come true. Now let's compare notes. I've been to the festival twice. I, I covered it twice. But you've been how many times, Eduardo? Oh, I lost the count. But uh, at least since I moved to Switzerland uh, 20 years ago, I've been trying to go almost every year there. And what, what's your favorite part about being down there during the festival? Well, when I, when I could go as a normal person, as a normal cinema goer... You mean not, not working? Not working, exactly. I mean, the greatest pleasure, of course, is to be able to watch five or six films a day. Uh, it sounds like an overdose, but of course, for a, for a cinephile, it's, uh, it's paradise. Utopia is a theme in the Swiss film called Monte Verita. The year is 1906, and a young wife and mother wants to break free from her bourgeois role and its social constraints. So she flees to the Monteverita Sanatorium in an idyllic setting quite near Locarno. There she can focus on her passion, photography. But can she return to her family without giving up on herself? Ihr entscheidet einfach so über mein Leben. Ich freue mich zu sehr. Wie die Natur uns bewegt, wie sie uns heilt. Jeder hier leistet seinen Beitrag für die Gemeinschaft. Gibst damit deine eigenen Leistung einen Wert. The director of Monteverita, Stefan Jäger, took five with us for a chat on the Piazza Grande. He was telling us about the real-life community that inspired his film. What they did on the Monteverita was kind of the first flower power community. Like in 1900, they lived like not only for their nudism, not only for their long hair, but also they, they were trying to live in in union with the nature, even also equal rights for women and men, very modern. And so therefore I would like that this movie could show that even in Switzerland that there were hippies as well. And then there's some historians who say that there's a connection between the founders of the Monteverita and the flower power movement in San Francisco. Time is right to discover what, what happened here in Switzerland, not only on a level of like wars and so on, but also of, you know, level of utopias. And in Locarno, it's this ease of access to people in the film industry that really appeals to Eduardo. And of course, there is the, the personal factor, uh, meeting people, filmmakers, young filmmakers. This is another point of Locarno, that you meet lots of uh, budding uh, filmmakers, critics, um, 
film people, not just directors uh, uh, and so on, from all ages, from all countries. And uh, and in Locarno, it's not a two-tier festival. I mean, people were just uh, at uh, at arm's reach. So you can simply have a coffee and you're just beside some kind of director or uh, famous or non-famous. And uh, But the talk is movies, movies, movies or arts and culture. So it's very exciting. Uh, people there are also very excited to be there. So it's um, this excitement builds up uh, and the, the conversations, the context for the people in the industry, it's also very important because there they can also pitch their projects to producers, channels, uh, uh, streaming, also streaming services who are now very heavy on production. Uh, so there is all this uh, this whole spectrum of uh, film business going on at the same time in the same place. That was Eduardo Simantob who's covering the Locarno Film Festival, along with our colleague Carlo Pisani, a video journalist. You can find all their stories on our website at swissinfo.ch. Or you can Google hashtag Locarno Close Up for front row seats and a peek backstage. We produce this podcast twice a month. Our next episode will delve into the world of cryptocurrency with our financial correspondent in Zurich. Go ahead and subscribe to be sure you don't miss it. And if you've got a topic that you'd like us to explore, our email address is swissconnection at swissinfo.ch. Or you can leave us a comment on social media. We'd love to hear from you. The Swiss Connection is a Swissinfo production. Our theme music is by Michele Andina. Our sound engineer is Danny Wheeler. I'm Susan Masika. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Imogen Folks from Swiss Info's Inside Geneva podcast. On February 24th, 2022, Russia attacked Ukraine. The invasion caused Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II. And during the year-long conflict, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people, soldiers and civilians, have been killed. Over the past year, a number of episodes of Inside Geneva have looked at the heavy humanitarian toll of the war and its wider implications for the world. We've been joined by historians and international human rights experts to ask about the background to the invasion. We've talked to major UN aid agencies about how the war in Ukraine is impacting other humanitarian crises. And we've asked if sanctions or war crimes investigations can stop or at least limit this conflict. If you're particularly concerned by the war in Ukraine, do listen to these episodes. You can find Inside Geneva, free to listen, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google and all your usual podcast apps.